We're sitting here with Easy E. Believe that. How are you doing? All right. So Easy, tell me, how is your life as a youngster? My style as a juvenile ran with a gang, slanged in the meanwhile breaking. I specialize in ganking white Mexican brothers and others daily. It's all about coming up, making sure no punks start running up. Because I'm a gangster having fun. Trapped with the gap when I'm walking through cops in trouble. I never listened to my mother, it went in one ear and out the other. Ran my gang, so undercover, call a girl out of name. Yo, I ain't no lover, I'm a pimp. Mac daddy looking for the dollar. Step with pep to the back of the house, looked in. All the lights are out. Grab the door and it's locked so easily made my way to the window. Lift it up slow. Doesn't take time in. Looked around and then I climbed. Yeah, I'm back, niggas and niggerettes. We got a special, special show today. We might take some of y'all back to y'all childhood. We may take a couple of y'all to the present. So this episode is the top 25 rap skits of all time to me, to me. And going through this list of songs, a lot of classic skits are left off of here. I'm telling you that right now. You're going to have an issue. You're going to have a dispute. And that's completely fine. Because I understand. I completely understand where you're coming from and I respect your opinion because there it is so hard. Every rap skit since the beginning of rap to 2022 is very, very high degree of difficulty. And I am surprised that I was able to do so. Um, oh yeah, I did miss the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, last episode. I do apologize about that. Um, there is videos on YouTube and um, TikTok. Uh, my TikTok is King Known Uncensored and my YouTube is King Known NBA and Music Talk. If you want to check the uh, early season breakdown of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not going to explain it here. I don't have enough time. Now, Kanye West. Oh, boy. So, Kanye and Good Music was dropped off a of Def Jam. So, that means that slave contract that he was in is no more. Allegedly. So, Ye is off Good and Def Jam. And he has lost many endorsements from Balenciaga to Adidas, his Adidas deal 
dropped him from a billionaire to $400 million. Damn. This is all from him being honest about how the Jewish control the entertainment industry. I mean, he said a lot of other things that was crazy as well. But he said some truth in some of that. There was truth in there. But them Jews did not like that shit. Once you say shit about the Jews, they gonna strip you. And emasculate you. The good news is, though, Kanye got $400 million, And it's long overdue for Kanye to start his own businesses. To start his own brand. To design his own shoes. Without the help of white corporate America. You know what I'm saying? Without the help of white corporate America and shit. I think that Kanye should really be, like, independent. And it's long overdue, in my opinion, for for Ye to start, you know, doing shit on his own. He's got more than enough money. He knows a lot of people. He's connected with so many people that don't give a fuck about what he says or does. So in my opinion, I feel like Kanye, it's time. Start Kanye brand. Start Yeezy brand, Ye brand, whatever the fuck, right? It's, you have complete control now. to do everything independently even with music now good music can release music independently now you may not have the backing like a Def Jam but that's completely fine if they want to drop you fuck them fuck them get your own money you have the business savvy you have the creativity you have the ideas Fuck it. Oh boy. The Brooklyn Nets struggles. Ben Simmons has fouled out of damn near every game this season. Is Ben Simmons a hack? Is Ben is Ben Simmons Ben Beverly? Ben Bear? I just wanna know. I mean you got six fouls. I respect him for using six fouls. But what I don't respect is how he's playing basketball. And Ben Simmons is one of the main factors on why the Nets are struggling. Kyrie Irving and, and, and Kevin Durant can't get blamed for this one. They do what they do. Kyrie only had one bad game. Steve Nash also. Steve Nash's adjustments and inability to come up with a decent defensive scheme for the Nets. I mean, Memphis was just killing them. Like, Desmond Bain was cooking Royce O'Neal last night. And it's sad. Another question that I have. Are the Blazers, Jazz, and the Spurs for real? Because they have all had hot starts. And um, 
I'm shocked, especially by San Antonio. I do not think San Antonio is for real. I'm sorry. San Antonio got to start off 11 and 1 for me to believe them. Seriously. Because, yes, Greg Popovich is a great coach, and he's getting the most out of his young guys. Much respect, dude. But they ass. And I don't understand how teams continuously underestimate um, teams that are not as good. As, you know, it's a lot of ego and it's a lot of money. And a lot of the players don't want to fucking play ball like they're supposed to. Shit like that, right? So, it's just crazy how San Antonio is, what, 3-1 and one now? The Blazers, I think they're for real. I'm not going to hold you. And it's not because Dame is my favorite player or nothing like that. Game just respect game. Game just really respect game around this bitch. And Damian Lillard, Chauncey Billups are getting the most out of the young cats over there. I mean, I do believe that um, the Blazers are for real. But however, I always had the Blazers in the play-in game. They may be better than that from what I've seen because Dame is obviously going to play out of his mind. Simons is a good compliment to him as I definitely thought he would be. Shaden Sharp is good. Nasir Little plays a good role. Nurk is still solid, a solid big man. Um, Yeah, but... Utah? I'm not sure. I can't tell if they're for real or not. Is Danny Ainge going to make the trades with the Lakers? As a former Celtic, I doubt that he's going to help the Los Angeles Fakers. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't really tell, y'all. If they keep the core together, maybe. Maybe, maybe a play-in team. Because if Utah and Portland become good, one of those contenders such as the Timberwolves or, I don't know, the Grizzlies might be play-in bound because of this. crazy as that sounds but the jazz i'm gonna say i don't know yet i need a few more games before i can tell whether they're for real or not but let's get down to it i'm not here to fucking play around the top 25 skits of all time this is very difficult but we're gonna start with number 25 now i believe this is 2004 could be wrong, right? But this skit was on Joel Santana's debut album From Me to You and Rockefeller. And Freaky Ziki, who we all know from that interview where um, he contorts his whole body talking about 
a situation he got into. We know this dude is funny as hell. But the skit is called Down. So number 25, Joel Santana Down skit, right? So the skit details Joel, I mean, Freaky Zeke in the car with a girl. And he's getting some, some uh, he's getting some head. And he keeps telling her to shove his dick down her throat, basically, right? So, you know, he keeps telling her to keep shoving his shit down her throat. Then he shoved it so far down the girl's mouth that she ended up throwing up everywhere. And then it's just so many moments from this skit that had me crying. And then he, my favorite part was when he said, you threw up on my chain. all over my chain <laughs> oh my god I don't know why that shit was so funny I mean I think it was just because of the significance of the chain you know what I'm saying it was the significance of the chain in the late in the, in the, in the uh, 80s through the 2000s like niggas really wore real chains niggas really spent money on chains is fucking wild, right? But yeah, man, this is a classic skit. If you don't know it, look it up, and you'll see why it made the list. Now, number 24, Ludacris was on a run through the early 2000s. On a run out of this world, right? And on his second album, I believe this was his second album, uh, word of mouth. Word of mouth, let me tell you something. That's one of the most underrated classic albums of all time. And on this skit, let me just say it. Number 24, Ludacris, greatest hit skit. Now, it's basically Ludacris had random white people singing his songs from back for the first time. And it had me on the floor. Like, Ludacris and Poon Daddy, when they used to make skits for Ludacris's albums, it was hilarious. Like, when those white people, like, would sing Ludacris lyrics. I don't know, making fun of white people was funny in the 2000s. Because they would be so offbeat and shit. It was like, an offbeat as fuck. Crying. Crying real tears here. Number 23. We got a duo here. I hate to say it though. I hate to combine two skits together. But um, in 2012, Kendrick Lamar released, in late 2012 I might add, Kendrick Lamar released his album Good Kid Mad City. Which is one of the more iconic, which I believe is the best album of that generation. Yes, I said it's better than Dark Twisted Fantasy. I don't care what you say or what you think. That's just my opinion. But, um, there was a skit with Kendrick Lamar and his parents. Oh my God, bro. Like, in the, this is like the beginning of the album. I think it was after the end of, uh, Shireen and the Master and the Masters 
motherfucking dominoes. <laughs> I want my motherfucking dominoes. <laughs> this nigga kept going after these fucking dominoes. And then I'ma combine this with the other skit on the album, right? Where Kendrick Lamar's father is clearly inebriated. And dude starts singing. I want your body. Look at that big old fat ass. So basically, that's pretty much number 23. The skits in between Good Kid, Mad City with Kendrick's parents. Like, the, the one with the dominoes and the I want your body. Fucking classic, bro. Classics. Number 22. Huh, speaking of Kanye. Yeah, Kanye's definitely on here for sure. Now, this particular skit, um, Kanye was on a run. This was 2006? I want to say 2006. I don't remember. The late registration drop in 05 or 06. I'm sure it was 06. Late 06. Because I remember getting the album in November. Could be wrong, though. Could be wrong as shit. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be wrong as fuck, bro. But, um, yeah, man. Um, when his second album, Late Registration, was released, D-Ray Davis basically did most of Kanye's skits, and he came up with a fake fraternity called Broke by Broke, and the first skit on Late Registration, the first Broke by, by Broke skit on Late Registration by Kanye West, it's number 22, y'all, man, and he... And he got it cracking, man. It was it was fucking dope. Number 21. Little John, man. Little John was on a run in 2000. I'm going to say on the run because he was. With his, I think this is his fourth album. album Crunk Juice, which I view as a classic album. And there was a skit on there after Real Nigga Roll Call called Bo Hagen's Phone Call. And number 21 is Bo Hagen's Phone Call. Now, why does this skit make this list? This was one of the funniest skits I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's basically Bo Hagen on the phone with uh, Playboy Trey. No, no, no. Actually, yeah, Bo Hagen was on the phone with Playboy Trey. And Playboy Trey wouldn't get off the goddamn phone. He, 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 the whole skit, he's trying to get off the phone. And <laughs> then, and then he had, it, it got to like a minute and a half where, where Bo Hagen was like, God damn, nigga, get off the motherfucking phone, nigga. Bye. <laughs> Yo, man. That shit's a classic. Now let's move on to number 20. Number 20. Redman released his album Malpractice in 2001. And this album is a classic. 
It's great. Redman is in his prime still. And Redman has always had classic skits. Like, it was, it hurt not to put my nigga Uncle Quilly in here, bro. It hurt not to put my dog Uncle Quilly, the Chicken Head Convention, the Ghetto People Network, when they stole the goddamn satellite van and shit. Oh my god, Redman has so many fucking classic skits and shit, right? He just does, man. He's just Redman, dog. <laughs> Redman funny as a bitch, bro. So basically, right? There was a skit on there called Two Way Madness when somebody kept sending this dude threatening two ways on his pager, and he's there with his girlfriend. And his girlfriend thinks that it's chicks playing on his phone. Of course, typical female shit. Typical shit. That's how females act, man. It's always about a bitch. But it turns out that his driver was the one sending the goddamn two ways. And you know, the way it was just the way that the, the couple was talking to each other that made the skit funny. And then at the end of the skit, the driver ends up murdering the guy. And then, you know, he acts like he's trying to flirt with the other girl, but he ends up killing her too. Number 19. Oh man. This skit is a classic. This another yet another ludicrous entry this was on his debut album back for the first time in 2000 i think this was the first skit on the album when um and it also hurt not to put the uh free ludicrous tickets on skit on there which was funny all right so basically ludicrous is on the phone with these two girls directing them to their crib in an upscale neighborhood. But it turns out, uh, Ludacris does not uh, lead them anywhere but the fucked up house next door. And then the girls end up not uh, choosing up on Ludacris and his homeboys. Number 19 was Ludacris come through skit on back for the first time, by the way, if I didn't say it. Number 18. Uh, this skit was on Puff Daddy's comeback album, his third album, called uh, The Saga Continues. And in this skit, yo, this nigga, Black Rob, dog. <laughs> Rest in peace to Black Rob. Black Rob is talking about how he walked up on his chick or whatever. And he was spitting game, and he took her back to the hotel. Number 18, Black Rob Toe Game skit, right? This is funny. So Black Rob is detailing the night of sex with this young lady. And then, you know, the lady starts sucking his toes. And Black Rob is confused, like, hold on. And he was like, she was sucking my toes. And he was like, and he said, I'm an old nigga. 
I know he he knows his toes is not up to par at all, and he and he detailed that he hadn't had a, a manicure and pedicure in 12 years, <laughs> which made the shit a hundred times funnier. Like it was just the way that Black Rob was telling the story. Hilarious. Number 17, Ja Rule skit on G Unit's automatic gunfire. Now. This is basically like at, uh, when the beef with Ja Rule ended up getting taking off. I mean, the beef was already going on, but he got the okay from Dre and Eminem to diss Ja Rule. Because initially, Dre and M told him to avoid dissing Ja. But when Ja Rule was acting cocky and shit, M and Dre gave him the okay to diss job. So he ended up recording Automatic Gunfire with Lloyd Banks and uh, Tony Ayo. So on the skits where Ja Rule is on there, they got Ja Rule singing pop songs on the skit. Like singing all of the hot pop records because obviously that was their tactic and and reasoning for making fun of Ja Rule because he went from a gangster rapper to a, a big pop star. Yo, listen, all of these skits are funny as hell. They have him singing, get this party started, and then the Shakira song, whatever, whatever. Man, this shit is fucking hilarious, dude. Hands down. It'll have you crying. But... That shit was hilarious. Them niggas really was on Ja Rule neck back in the day. Number 16 is Public Service Announcement D12. The, the first album, Devil's Night. Here's the thing, though, about this skit, right? This was uh, a theme throughout Eminem's albums where I think it was Jeff Bass. Not 100% sure on that, though. Not 100% sure on that. But, um, Bass was, uh, you know, featured on the skit. He would always say, uh, you know, this is another public service announcement brought to you in part by blah, blah, blah. They flipped it on Devil's Night. At number 16 with the public service announcement, right? Where Caniva's alter ego, Rondell Bean, basically kidnapped the guy, tied him up, and killed him. <laughs> and that skit was funny as fuck, bro. You just gotta listen to the Devil's Night D12 intro, man. Classic. It's called public service announcement. Number 15, again, another ludicrous skit. Uh, this was featured on the debut album by Disturbing the Peace called Golden Grain. Everybody was in their prime from Fate to I-20 to Shauna. You know, all of them are being showcased throughout this project. And the skit, there were two skits on there. And this one that's at number 15 is Big Chain Records from the Golden Grain album. Now, you know, they had a, 
they had artists was that was willing to sign to big chain records. I think Ludacris is playing the artist. And they don't they don't give you money or a signing bonus. The signing bonus was a big ass ignorant chain, the size of T-Pain's big ass chain. And then when they talked about, damn, that's a big ass chain. <laughs> that was funny. And the sequel to Big Chain Records, that was also on the Golden Grain album, called Behind the Chain, which exhibits the breakup of Big Chain Records, was just as funny. But I had to go with the original installment of Big Chain Records at number 15. Now, number 14 was a, is a classic intro. Classic intro. This was also featured on Kanye West album called late registration and it's called wake up mr west and again d ray davis is doing his birdie mac impression which is funny because like when college dropout first came out i really thought that was bernie mac bro fuck my whole shit up when i found out that was d ray doing that shit fuck my whole life up bro fuck my childhood up but wake up mr west Classic intro, classic. Number 13, we got on the Hot Boys debut album, the, both of the skits, On the Porch Part 1 and 2. Yes, I combined them. Do something. But On the Porch Part 1 and 2 are very underrated skits in the rap skits, right? But this shit here, I mean, Cash Money has had some classic skits. Yeah, it hurt not to put Ziggler Wiggler in there. Not hurt not to put, you know, the Tyma Talkies from the Checkmate album and shit. Hurt my soul. But this was the best one. These two on the porches are the best one. Part one is Manny Fresh and some other guy. I don't know his name, sorry. But... They were sitting on the porch and watching, you know, it's just like Friday, watching the day go by in the hood, you know? And, bro, these niggas witnessed a dog getting shot. Now, I know dogs getting shot is not funny, but it was just the, how they played into it. It was like, he about to shoot that dog. He about to shoot that dog, and he shot the dog, and he went, Ow! Bro, that shit had me on the floor. And then on the porch, and then and then another dude rolled up the block, and then he kept saying, that nigga's a bitch. And he was like, y'all niggas rich, man. <laughs> that shit was funny. That shit was funny as hell. Part two, though, Manny Fresh was imitating multiple different races, bro. <laughs> when he did the Mexican, that shit had, I was done. I was, I was crying laughing when Manny Fresh did the Mexican impression. He was like, I love me, I love me the hot boys playing in the back of my Chevy. <laughs> Dog. Then when he put at the end of the skit, he played the uh, Chinese instruments and shit. And <laughs> he was mocking a Chinese person. <laughs> Bro, 
go to the Hot Boys album, Get It How You Live, and find On The Porch Part 1 and Part 2. Bro, I swear, you will fucking die of laughter on God. But, bro, shit had me on the floor. Number 12. This was also featured on Redman's classic album, Malpractice. Now, in my opinion, this skit is hilarious. It starts off, it's called, Who Wants to Fuck a Millionaire? The skit on Malpractice at number 12, right? It's on Malpractice and basically, you know, they basically rip up and ghettofy who wants to be a millionaire as the her as the host and the lady depicts all the sex acts and all that other shit. It's fucking hilarious. Then at the end of the skit, there's another skit called Hater at the end of that skit. And so it's this guy in the car playing his demo with his girlfriend. He's chilling with his girl. And then, you know, she cuts his demo off and plays different rappers, you know, like Jay-Z, Redman. And, you know, then he kicks the girl out the car for disrespecting his music. <laughs> Classic skit right there. Number 11. Um, in 1992, in the late November, a classic album was released called The Chronic. And The Chronic made, uh, basically put a chokehold on the industry as far as the West Coast dominating rap. And The Chronic was the icing on the cake. At the beginning of one of the songs on this album... Warren G set it off, and it was hilarious. Number 11, D's Nuts, The Chronic, The Skit. And Warren G is basically calling, you know, he was the first one to, to use these nuts. And it's because of Warren G, why, you know, Welvin the Great had a great run on social media. Warren G was the first one to say these nuts in 1992, which is a fact. Classic skit. Number 10. This was on the Lox's second album uh, called uh, We Are the Streets. And there's a skit on there that's a, a big classic. Number, uh, number 10. We're in the top 10 already. See, we breeze through this shit pretty fast. Number 10, Raping You Records, where they basically take Jay Hood, who was newly signed to their D-Block imprint, around the offices, and they give him a fucked up contract. And the irony that this ended up happening, happening in real life. So life is imitating art, when at the time they were making fun of Puffy, basically. The skit is just a classic. 
And oh yeah, dog, I'm pissed that I couldn't put the ass bag skit on Styles P album. Or stick yourself either. That's crazy. I forgot about the ass bag, bro. Dog, just look up ass bag on Styles P album, uh, A Gangster and a Gentleman. Classic skit. But however, Raping You Records is a classic skit. Number nine, we got the original, the Don Dada, the college dropout intro slash graduation day skit as D-Ray Davis debuted his Bernie Mac impression in 2004. Classic, bro, classic. And then at the end of We Don't Care, you know, is the dropout intro and graduation day are like back to back. So that's why I put them together. Classic. Number eight. Clips dropped their debut album, Lord Willing, in 2002. And at the end of the song, Comedy Central, that features Fabulous, it was some drug dealers talking about you know how it was this drug dealer talking about how his life was so fucked up because of his baby mama. And um you know and he's in debt with one of his homeboys. And he's just like, "Don't got me, get me." <laughs> and there's so many quotables throughout this skit. And it's fucking hilarious. You know, the guy starts crying. He breaks down and starts crying. And he like, I'll get this shit from my grandma in the morning if you want the money that bad. <laughs> and, you know, he's talking about, you know, the other guy is talking about, you know, how he's laced his kids up. How he's bought his kids shit. And he and my man is just deep in debt with him, and dude just started crying. And Pusha T at the end is like, "You cry? Roll up." <laughs> Classic skit right there. Classic number seven. This skit was also featured on the classic album Word of Mouth by Ludacris, and it's Stop Lying skit. And this is a sequel to the Come Through skit on the back for the first time where Ludacris and Poon Daddy have a second shot at bagging these chicks again. And Poon Daddy is telling Ludacris you never tell hoes the truth. Poon Daddy's voice sounds like I-20's voice, bro. I thought that I thought this whole time it was I-20, bro. I didn't think it was Poon Daddy until the end. I could tell the the vo- between the two now. I couldn't as a kid because I didn't even know who the fuck Poon Daddy is until I figured out that he was Ludacris's radio co-host back in the day when Ludacris used to do radio. So Poon Daddy would do all the skits with Ludacris. So throughout this call, Poon Daddy is saying everything to impress these girls and his family members keep interrupting him like his brother kept telling him to stop wearing his chain. And 
And then his mama told him to get off the phone and clean his room. Oh, my God. And then the girls just hang up on him. <laughs> Classic. Number six. Biggie Smalls was at the apex of his game in 1997 as he was gearing up to release his second album, but unfortunately, he was killed. But his classic album, Life After Death, was released in 1997. And on the second disc of the album, there's a skit before the song Nasty Boy. And oh my God, it is fucking hilarious, bro. Biggie Smalls was talking to Lil C's on the phone, talking about how he was he, he, he got this girl... And he brought her back to the crib to smash. And then the girl said she wanted to get shitted on. <laughs> and then, you know, C's was thinking he didn't shit on, shit on her for real, did he? And then Biggie said, after I shits on the bitch, I mean, it's a classic, bro. Classic, 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 bro. And this was fucking hilarious. Like, Biggie literally shit on this girl. And I believe him, too. That's number six nasty boy skit. Number five. In 1993, the Wu-Tang Clan released their classic debut album, Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. And this opened up the door for so many opportunities for the artists in the group. Now, before the song Method Man came on, Method Man, You Got, Inspector Deck, Jizza, were all sitting around talking about torture methods. And number five is torture the skit at the beginning of before Method Man, right? And he is talking about all types of crazy shit. Raekwon was in the skit too, I believe. And Method Man's classic ending, I'll sew your asshole clothes and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. Classic skit right there. We in the top five already. Number four. Yet another red man entry from Malpractice. I'm telling you, Malpractice is the best album that has the best skits, hands down. There's no doubt in my mind that Malpractice, that whole album, every skit. I wish I could have put every skit on there, but I couldn't. And I think it's like six or seven, but they're all fucking hilarious. And then I had to decide between... The airplane skit on Doc's The Name 2000 or this one? And I chose this one. Number four, Red Man Jerry Swinger skit. As I think that's producer Adam F. That's playing uh, Jerry Springer. And, you know, it's this couple. This girl cheats on her dude. And then and she's cheating on him with his boss. And then the guy ends up robbing everybody. At the Jerry Springer show. And he even shoots at Steve. And then Jerry Springer is just making smart ass remarks like he always does. And Jerry Springer ends up getting killed at the end of the skit. Classic skit. Number three. 
This is another entry from the classic album, The Chronic. And I'm not going to lie. This is probably my favorite skit of all time. I'm not going to hold y'all. Well, actually, my second favorite skit. I'm sorry, because my favorite skit is at number one. Duh. Right? Right. This is my second favorite skit of all time. But Dr. Dre is just sitting around uh, watching television, and all of a sudden, this show comes on. Number three, The Chronic, The 20 Sack Pyramid. Dog, this nigga D.O.C. had me cracking up and dying. I can't tell who the other person was outside. I know that's Joel. I know that's Joel that's the host of the show. And I know that's D.O.C. I don't know if that was Daz or not. Or corrupt. Can't tell. Probably Daz, if I'm guessing. But, um, you know, it's basically the... The uh, I think it used to be a show back in the day called the uh, $10,000 Pyramid. And, you know, Dre and them were just making fun of it. And it is classic. And they diss Luke and all that on there. It's fucking hilarious. Number two. Also featured on the classic album Life After Death by Notorious B.I.G. On the first disc, before the song Kick in the Door... We are all introduced to the Mad Rapper. And number two, Biggie Smalls. Kick in the door, skit, Mad Rapper. As D-Dot, who goes by the, the Mad Rapper and shit, right? He goes by the name of the Mad Rapper. And do you know what the Mad Rapper was really about? It was about Tupac. It was about Tupac. They were subliminally dissing Tupac on the album. On the Mad Rapper skit. They were dissing him. It's my fourth album. (laughs) Yo, Puffy is... I don't know if that's Puffy or Mace. I can't tell. That's who's playing Trevin Jones. I think that's Puff. But um, he's talking about, you know, how he's on his fourth album. And then Biggie just came out with Ready to Die. And then he just blew up. And the Mad Rapper is on his fourth record. And is not getting the same recognition. And, you know, Pac had four albums at that time. You know, he just dropped All Eyes on Me, Fresh Out the Pen. So that's irony. And... <laughs> And then the dude just keeps cussing, and then Puffy's just like, yo, can you please watch your language? <laughs> Shit had me on the floor. Number one, this is an odd number one, but you got to understand and listen to it. I'm laughing, man. But number one, this was featured on Trina's second album called Diamond Princess. And there was a skit on there. And Trina is in the skit and everything. And, you know, Trina is fucking with this guy, right? And then, you know, his kids running around the house. And, you know, she in the room with old boy trying to get it in. All of a sudden, her husband pops up. And the the skit at number one is Trina Busted Skit. Bro, please look this up. This is my favorite skit of all time. It's so many quotables. 
and she told the guy to hide under the bed. The dude, like, bitch, I ain't hiding on no motherfucking bed. And then, you know, this guy who's her husband is outside the door, and he kicks in the goddamn door and breaks up. It sounded like he kicked through the window. The sound effects just make it a hundred times funnier, bro. That nigga said, I'm going to kick this motherfucker. That nigga said, this bitch fucking, fucking, uh, you know, fame, my nigga. And, you know, the guy goes to confront the dude that's, you know, in there with his wife. Fuck it. And nigga said, you ain't see all these pictures on the wall? <laughs> he just went straight up to the room. <laughs> and then he starts punching him a bunch of times. And then he kills him at the, then, then he kills the guy at the end. And it says all over a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. But that's my show. This is King Known Uncensored. Top 25 skits of all time. And I'm gone.